Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello and uh, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm here with Declan and today um, I'm excited to talk about this topic of, um, you know, men and women, um, you know, people getting together. I'm mostly, we're going to talk about men and women just this is where so many of our preconceived gender identities have have really um, made it difficult to have good relationships these days. And um, you know, I recently was talking to a number of men. Um, men interest in me when I talk to them. I think it's because I, I sometimes, I you know, I want to understand the other side. And so you know, I I have a, a number of male friends and. What I'm noticing, and maybe you can you can kind of speak to, to your side of this, Declan, but what I notice is that a lot of men these days just don't know how to act anymore. You know, if they're trying to get out in the dating scene again, or they're trying to, you know, um, have a female friend or have a hookup or whatever it is they want, there's just, the, the old rules don't seem to make any sense anymore, and there don't seem to be any new rules, and the men are just kind of lost. Uh, well, yeah, for me personally, I, I, I haven't been in the dating scene for quite some time, so I'm not really sure what that's like. And, you know, being my generation, it's for me, it's not that much different. And uh, for the younger generation, yeah, I can see how it might be different. And with, the, you know, the advent of this, uh, of the Internet pornography, uh, my sense is that uh, young people have this potentially a bit of a warped view about you know sex and sexuality Mm-hmm. yeah well i mean even in our generation i know a lot of uh older women mid mid you know mid middle age and older are um you know wanting something different in their relationships you know they want they want a man, but they, you know, but they want some autonomy and they, you know, there's just this whole changing, you know, we don't want to cook dinner and, um, you know, keep the house anymore. We want some kind of different relationship. Yeah. My sense too, is that, is that <clears throat> what I hear out there is that, you know, oh, some, some women, they, oh, you know, they want to be taken or they want to be ravaged and all this, but you know, where is the the consent in that and you know if if you talk about it for 20 minutes you know before it happens to 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 discuss all the parameters is it really being taken is it really being ravaged it's it's like it's it's a kind of a contrived uh, situation and yes safety is paramount we need we need to feel safe in these type of interactions so um it's 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 definitely a tricky thing to navigate you know so what you're saying is you kind of takes all the fun out of the ravishing if you're 
<laughs> if you're having to sit down and have a negotiation beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and then this and then this and then at any time, you know, we can change it. But, you know, it's like, well, yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if that comes from a bit of entitlement, though. Do you feel like from the men of, of not having to, uh, you know, really own what they are going to do or not do? Yeah, but, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, there, you know, definitely it's a touchy subject and I get the excitement of doing what, you know, whatever comes to you in the moment. But I, I feel like, you know, as you're saying that, this is just coming to me in the moment, so as you're saying that, um, you know, the idea that you could imagine how you could, um, you know, take or ravish your partner in a in a consensual way have a really good both of you really good time um how do you know, negotiate consent in that and that would mean you know saying here's what i'm going to do and here are the limitations that i'm going to stay within and here's how i'm going to respect you you know i feel like some of these uh words these ways of communicating i, I know you're big on communication maybe aren't so easy for men i don't know what do you think They're definitely not so easy for men, at least in my experience. You know, we talk, we want to be, we want to be, um, you know, heard and respected and held. And it's, you know, it's different, right? You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus type of thing. We are different. We, we navigate situations, you know, differently. And I guess part of the communication piece is to, is to fully understand, you know, what the other person, what the other person's stance is, or where they're coming from, or how they feel, or, or what they want to feel, or, or what they don't want to feel, these, these kind of things, and, and yeah, of course, communication has to be very clear, but as we know, it often is not, mm -hmm. and, you know, three, four different people, five, ten, everyone can say the same word in, in, a, in a sentence and it could mean different things to the different people. So even having a discussion about the actual language can, can be tricky and can be challenging. But yeah, to develop ways of talking and, and languaging around that is so critical. And we've talked about this before, about the, the preparation of mm -hmm. the, the preparation and the planning of an event or a project or, or, or a, an interaction, whatever it is, in, in pretty much all aspects of life is so critically important. So it's the planning stages need to be very clear so that there can be some, you know, fluidity and, and freedom within that container. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. And I think, uh, you know, many people are aware that we don't learn these types of skills of communicating and relationshiping very, very much. So, you know, this is again where people in the field of sexuality and somatic sex education and um, relationship and intimacy coaching, all of this, you know, consent coaching, these are all great tools that, you know, you and your partner, partners could go to and learn some uh, shared languaging around what it is you want to do. I've actually seen things like, um, uh, 
papers that you can fill out before, you know, if you've got a date night planned with your honey, and, you know, you give them a piece of paper, and what would you like to happen? How would you like to feel? What's your mood right now? You know, what... Where are your, what are your hard boundaries for today? Do you want to have an interaction? To, you know, all of these things. And both partners could fill this out, exchange papers and have a look at this before they even started their date night. You know, it struck me as kind of an interesting idea because there's um, many times that, you know, as, as we know even, you know, one day you might say, oh yes, this is what I'd like to have happen. And then the next day, Anyway, as a woman, I know I might feel like something completely different and, you know, I would be almost offended if my partner didn't get that I changed my mind the next day to, to not want, you know, what I said yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure you've had that experience with uh, people you've interacted with before. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said, maybe. Um, I'm sure a lot of a lot of you out there, the listeners, will will resonate with that too. And we may feel like we had this talk a week ago, and we figured all out the thing, there are boundaries and what we wanted. And then today, it might all be different. And I think that you know, having an ongoing consent discussion is really important. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I definitely also noticed that. This is maybe my, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but men tend to kind of show their affection if they want by actions, you know. So if they're, you know, they reach over and touch your arm or they kiss you or they do whatever, they assume that that will be understood as, uh, you know, whatever it is they're wanting to communicate, whereas possibly uh, females are more into the talking. What do you think about those differences? Yeah, and that, that's yes, that's where the the consent thing is gets a little challenging and, and tricky, you know. From from my perspective, from a, a male perspective, is that yeah, I just I do I want to just put my arm around you or kiss you on the cheek or both, <laughs> you know, at the same time. But I don't necessarily want to say, oh hey, you know, can I put my arm around you and and kiss you on the cheek right now? And then yeah, the spontaneity of of that interaction is like lost somehow, and I just I wanted I wanted you to feel I wanted to feel what it was like to uh, invoke a, a feeling in the other person involved in the interaction what they felt like from this spontaneous mm -hmm. event rather than having the discussion around it so it takes a spontaneity out of it did that answer your question I feel like I <laughs> went off on a bit of a tangent there well, I think that's, you know, it's definitely something that I've noticed, you know, in, in male friends that I've had too, is that they're like, well, I just want to show you that I care about you or whatever. And like all this Me Too campaign, all these things about consent, all these things about saying what you're going to do before you do it, um, doesn't really allow for that method to work very well. Yes, yes. Okay, so me, for, for as a man, as a male... Uh, perspective I am willing I'm willing to pursue that that avenue and it may need some uh, reminding and some reassuring and some reinforcing because uh, you know oftentimes I'm going to just revert to my to my ways of doing things that I've been been you know habitually been used to or that I thought thought was the right way to do it or not necessarily even the right way to do it, but that's just how how, how I have been doing it. Mm 
So I'm open to, and I think a lot of men in my position as well, that they're open to the possibility of discussing it, but just knowing that, that yes, the, the, the spontaneity is, is um, likely not going to be a part of it in this, in this instance, in this occasion, if, if we do do that and talk about it or whatever. So coming from that perspective, it's like it can, it can be an opening and a revealing to a different way of looking at things or, or a, a different um, aspect of the relationship to view or to work on. But it's not, yeah, it's kind of leaning more towards the more receptive way of looking at it rather than from the kind of, the, from this male type of energy. Mm-hmm. So negotiated spontaneity. <laughs> negotiated spontaneity, if that is even such a thing. Yes, well, and I think getting to a place of relationship where you've built up trust, you've built up, you've built up a, a shared uh, vocabulary, whether that's in touch or with words, I think either way takes time and it takes learning and takes a, you know, um, efforting with a partner. Um, so, you know, a first date is probably not the time to assume <laughs> that the person is going to understand you know your particular ways of doing things and so it's almost like having a uh, you know a, a language of to start with you know and then as you build rapport with your partner of course i think you can become more spontaneous which sounds kind of weird as well <laughs> yeah i think yeah of course within a partnership you can kind of come to some sort of agreement and and to say well hey you know in this in if this situation arises in the future can I just like reach over and grab you by the shoulder and or wrap my arm around you and, and kiss you on the cheek and that that could work but it could also backfire you know mm -hmm. it could also mm -hmm. not work what happens if I if if the person reads the signals incorrectly or or assumes that you know we all know this word right we don't want to really assume anything in a lot of situations but yeah for flow it's it's maybe it's when we're out in public, as a couple, you know, like there's maybe not not the time or the space to have a negotiation about what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So there's so many situations where where it, it, the the negotiating planning stages of an interaction are are quite difficult. I think this brings up a really good point as you're talking. You know, um, for myself as a woman, and I, and you know, this may relate to others as well. Um, being able to clearly without getting offended and without getting triggered just to say hey i'm not into you know your arm around me right now you know without any uh get your arm off me you should know better than doing that in the middle of da 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 you know just having a way of communicating that you know um can be very clear but not uh, overly you know in a triggered space might really help you know I think as women we are often uh, don't have a voice we don't feel we have a voice and so things build up and build up and build up until it explodes of course exploding emotional words don't usually have, a, have the, the right effect mm. so you know if we can if if anything practicing communicating you know even in the moment if you do something wrong there's no shame 
you know, for for the partner not to get full of shame. Oh, I did the wrong thing. You know, I must be a horrible person. You know, no, right now, you know, I don't want a kiss on the cheek. You know, could we, you know, could we discuss that later or something? You know, that kind of piece that we're, we're okay with hearing a no, you know, and we're okay with saying, hey, right now I'd love it if you want to do some spontaneous touching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so this whole idea of, uh, um, you know, you can't be a mind reader. I think we do have to understand that for either sex or or both or all genders and uh, different identities we may have to really be aware that whatever we say or do may or may not be welcome and are we open to hearing uh, a no or hearing a negotiation about that and not retreating back into our you know uh, shame filled you know thoughts and and that stop us reaching out and connecting I feel like in a lot of ways you know, um, especially men, but really everyone today, um, we have more and more trouble connecting to anyone. And, you know, having this sense of, you know what, I'm going to try something, I'm going to be open. And if you don't want it, I'm really open to hearing that also. This openness to, you know, it's not like be hurt, but this openness to a rejection in a way, this openness to, to hearing where the other person is. These are skills that I think uh, any any person out there these days could could we could all do with with learning. Declan's giving me the 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 knowing nod, so we'll take that as a, a masculine uh, <laughs> positive affirmation. <laughs> I'm sure this topic could be discussed for for uh, many many days, <clears throat> months to come, and I'm sure it will be. And in you as listeners out there, if you uh, have any comments, please feel free to reach out. Um, let us know how you're liking the podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Elsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. I look forward to sharing another episode with you again very soon. Wishing you a pleasure-filled day.